It's Michael Tidwell. Paul. Uh, My last name is pronounced sports. And Michael B. Casey. Block. This is Michael Tidwell. It's Michael B. Casey. And this is Paul Sports. So, how's everyone? Good. Doing this is, well. This is block it's time. Block time. Where our blocks that's are the, just beginning. That's the end. Awesome. Well, you, no, you know what's funny? I was listening. I was listening to some of our earlier shows, and we used to say something at the beginning Good too. God, why? I don't know. We, <laughs> we, we, but we did used to. Anyways, so uh, let's uh, let's let's hit the let's hit the news real quick with uh, everything that's been happening. Yeah, I'm there's sure, been a I'm lot going on. This I'm week. sure y'all are very interested. Of course, of course I'm happened? not. Of course I'm not prepared. I'm at the beach celebrating. <laughs> yeah, celebrating you, the events of last week, which so, were worthy of celebration. All right, so, so they definitely uh, were. So, so, so just to be clear, the reason why Paul is at the beach right now is because. <laughs> what is playing in the background? <laughs> this, this is. <laughs> This is literally going to be our worst podcast. <laughs> that, that's kind of hard. Hey, pa- hey, Paul. I don't think we could get much worse than before. That is, that is the reason. Paul, yeah, Paul, are they throwing a celebrate? Are they throwing a party in your in your name? They are. It's a, a big party right now. <laughs> so, so, so the Bitcoin honey badgers. The Bitcoin honey badgers be out the Monero Mooners. They edged them out this week, Paul. Congratulations. You are the champion. Know, you're, you. you're the champion. You're the champion of the we're first the BCL season. We've just been listening to um, we've been listening to Freddie Mercury on repeat. <laughs> just on repeat. That's the only music that's been playing. So so uh, so yeah. the Honey Badgers had a bit what, of a what else, split, what right? Else needs to be said? <laughs> the Honey Badgers had a bit of a disagreement and split into two groups, right? So so one's still the Honey Badgers. What's the other team's name now? Uh, that's good. I want I want our audience to pick. So for next season of the BCL, uh, granted, honeycombs. just a honeycombs, <laughs> <laughs> the Bcash honeycombs. <laughs> but just to give just to give some people the background, the reason why it's so noisy right now is Paul is celebrating because we've been doing this now for four weeks, okay, or three weeks, whatever. Essentially, we started out with eight teams. We started out with eight teams, and they fought. And then, and then we, so, we are the champions. You are the champions. You edged out Man- the Monero Mooners by one percent this week. It's three, three to two. It was well, a very, it very close race. As a great, as a great man once said, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Was that Lombardi? Uh. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Vin Diesel, right? I don't know. Well, Fast and Furious won. Definitely. All right. Anyways, Paul, congratulations. I uh, I need to put like a, a crown you. on your head uh, for for this for this week. But uh, Jesus, you're like in a you're like in a tornado over there at the beach, and it's windy. Anyways, like I said, this is probably this is probably the worst podcast in uh, blockchain. <laughs> There's a lot of wind around. We put like so little effort into this. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how little effort we put in this. Hey, by the way, uh, while we're on some light topics, did anyone listen to Luke Dash Jr.'s uh, Brian Hoffman vocals? No, I did not hear those. What, are you, are you serious? No. You, di- you didn't see what Brian Hoffman did to Luke Jr.? No. <laughs> God, Paul, they, you just can't get enough fans out there. It's amazing how many people have heard did the you BCL. See did you see that, Paul? The Brian Hoffman, Luke Dash Jr. thing that he's well, talking about? Usually I watch every single Brian Hoffman video as soon as it comes out. <laughs> well, but I, maybe you have to refresh my memory. I think I saw this one. Oh, it's it's so good. Let's see, let's see if we can... Oh, my God. Brian's doing so much oh content. Oh, my God. <laughs> How does he have time to code Open Bazaar? <laughs> I, I th- <laughs> that's, that's a really yeah, good I question. I don't think he does anymore. He just makes shit. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if he. I don't even know if he put this on his. Obi Wan has become a meme factory. <laughs> oh, dude, tell me about it, I right? Think he's been he's been shipping a bunch of stuff like like privacy tour stuff. He's been oh yeah, I haven't been following. Yeah, so so they got a tour integration now. So now huh? Cool. 
<clears throat> He's come full circle, really. I mean, remember when, remember when uh, Open Bazaar was like the thing to make fun of on Bitcoin and Censored, and now like just everyone took that template and just ran with it, and now we've got like the most ridiculous stuff possible everywhere. And uh, now Open Bazaar is like very virtuous in comparison to a real project. I really wish Open Bazaar. I really hope it takes off. I mean, it's it's been very very slow to build, but I mean, as a viable platform to be able to just like sell goods and purchase goods for Bitcoin, that that'd be awesome if like there was stuff. But it's like a, it's a circular loopish thing. There has you know there has to be stuff on there for people want to buy. All right, check this out, Mike. I know I know Paul can't see this, but here you go. <laughs> Oh God. Open up the champagne. My favorite part is when they do the Asian voice. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> Are we displaying this right now? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so good. It's so funny. And it's like so... You you, you get the idea. Yeah, I get the idea. And then you have a weird kind of like thing at the end where this guy comes out. I don't know who that is. Who is that? I don't know. But my favorite part is when he's like, <laughs> "That's so funny." When he when he made like little snare or whatever, yeah, like the, the 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 girl's voice. The I man mean, is a master. Oh god, yeah, that's so crazy. funny. Anyways, all right, enough with that. Um, Brian Hoffman, if you watch this show, which you probably don't, no, he let's doesn't. just be honest. Um, good job, man. Maybe now you'll start listening. Since we gave you a shout out, doubt it though. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so um, when are we going to get to the big story this week? Uh, hold on. Let me fix. Let me fix this window capture. All right. So we can look at this without people seeing us. All right. Um, I don't know. Whenever you want. Uh, we 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 honestly don't have that much to cover. Uh, well, I mean, that, that'll go quick. Yeah, we should probably probably start talking about it because. You're always waiting to get out of here. Oh, I did. I didn't want to talk about one thing uh, that Chris Rose posted. What? All right. So he posts this with. I usually hate analogies, but this one's spot on. And I really like this because it reminds me of what we're all saying back in 2013. Proof of work blockchains were developed to solve a problem that only exists in a small percentage of distributed engineering use cases. Unless you need to build a a censorship-free peer-to-peer ledger distributed among untrusted anonymous participants the complexity costs and latency and computation costs are, are simply simply aren't worth it it's the same reason that ford doesn't build a tunnel underneath the u.s mexico border to ferry parts to america i really like yeah, that. that's a good analogy i, I love that it's, analogy yeah no and it's it's, it's very uh it, it really encapsulates the whole thing especially proof of work blockchains you're talking about specifically because yeah, they're they're just basically huge, redundant, inefficient yeah. databases, and there's very very few use cases for them. But money happens to be one, so yeah, transfer trustless transfer of value. All right, yeah. let's let's get into Bitcoin yeah. Cash. Well, it's, oh, it's Paul, a, you had something to say? Because yes, um, <laughs> first of all, the beach is very nice right now. And second of all, you can layer on something on top of with. Yeah, you know, and censorship resistant, and all these other Bitcoin qualities. You can layer. So the analogy is pretty good, but it's not. I mean, like, if you can take the tunnel between the U.S. and Mexico, and you can build like ocean on top of it, and then have you know normal, um, uh, you know, kind of on top of that layer. So it's a little different. No, that's that's a very important uh, very point. Simple. That's a very important point, Paul. Because uh, because transactional yeah, value. Good isn't the end-all be-all of the technology because yeah you're right you can layer stuff on top like hive mind they could send in the open they could do like a credit card transaction but it could all be denominated in bitcoin speaking about credit card so transactions a little bit 
Bitcoin. I, for me, I think the story for Bitcoin is that it's both censorship resistance and normal. Like, it's not really one or the other. It's just, if you want something and it has to be, it has to work for everyone, big advantage if you can get the dark market and the light market, and which Bitcoin could easily do, just as easily as it does U.S. dollar today. I, th- I think it's... Uh, so I think that's... I think it's another part of the another piece of the puzzle. I think the quote is actually speaking more to the applicability of proof of work blockchains to other use cases. Um, you know, just like you know, blockchain in general. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd also say that you're right, going to blockchain yeah. all the real estate. But, but well, I would also say yeah. if you if you kind of stick with like a really terse uh, de- definition of blockchain with that then well that's why it's I said, true across that's the board, why i said yeah. proof of work blockchains which yeah, you know it does exactly. limit the statement quite a bit because there are other things that may or may not be considered blockchain depending on who you're talking to but yeah if they're talking to me yeah you know what you're gonna get but uh so let's talk about bitcoin cash or bcash i, w- I want to talk about that all right so so que- question paul uh, paul what what about the name and the ticker symbol yes. so like what do you think? Oh, you have a... I, I made a poll on Twitter for this. Oh, cool. So I made a poll on Why Twitter. Why does it show Paul face? Paul's well, we face. can we can get rid of <laughs> oh, you if okay. you want. But Paul, I thought he but was Paul, on the poll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Paul Paul's face really makes the poll. It really does. Yeah, I it mean, because... official. I mean, yeah. So, Paul, your face is, is it showing... Looks like, you know, it actually looks like Paul ran this poll. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> well, it, it looks much more official when Paul runs it. Yeah, but so like, so anyways, I asked the question because I was really confused about this. I asked, what is the ticker for Bitcoin Cash? Is it BCC? bch or other reply below essentially most people said it was bch 69 percent, 25 percent said it was bcc now i asked this question in the coin dojo to have of course like raw dirty to be like give me you know be like hey you know don't you know your history bcc uh was bitcoin core on this exchange bitfinex i think and uh, bitconnect i think it was no 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 no, no no they called bitcoin core uh, BCC at one point in time on Bitfinex. It wasn't a coin though. That's a no, but it was like a futures market. Oh, <coughs> uh, okay. They when BU was coming out, so okay. they called they called normal Bitcoin BCC. So that's so that's okay, why they're, so they're listing it as BCH from BTC, okay. and that's essentially. So so I also have an interesting comment. Check this out. So this guy responds: the all four independent developers uh, developers recommend using the ticker BCC for Bitcoin Cash. So. It, I mean, to, to me, to me, it's kind of like it's just like, it's just funny. We're running out of tickers. Well, of course, we're running out of tickers. <laughs> That's bound to happen. We we have like thirty different coins each it, day, right? It, it creates a it creates confusion. Well, um, I mean, I don't know. So, but but it, granted, it only creates confusion for a little bit. Everyone kind of knows BCC, now that it doesn't. BCC is as is used for Bitcoin Core or whatever is defunct. I mean, you know, there's I don't know. But BCH is what we settled on or seem to have. So I don't really care. Ticker symbol's not that. BCH. Big of a deal. Well, obviously, BCH. To, I mean, at least for my Twitter followers. Well, that's just because that's what the that. exchange has picked up. You know, that's what it is on all the exchanges. No, that, it's not. Yeah. No, who, no. Who has let's, it as BCC? Here, we, we can look at it. Yeah, who uh, has let, it as let's, BCC Let's look now. at it. That's why it's still... Kraken's got BCH. Uh, we can we can see who's listening as BCC and who's listening at so Bit, uh, Bittrex, who's doing the most volume in, oh, in really? B- Bittrex CC, calls it BCC. is calling huh. it BCC and they're doing the most volume in it. Interesting. Uh, I didn't Hit know that. BTC is calling it BCC and via BTC is calling it BCC. Wow. UB, so you have actually more volume being through BCC, uh, although people That's are referring to it as BCH. I don't really care about the ticker as long as we eventually settle on something. What's more important I, is the name. No, so, no, but but you see Bitfinex. Like yeah. I said, they're, they're calling it BCH because they at one point already reserved BCC for something else. They will settle on an, on a ticker symbol. <laughs> I'm, I'm more interested in the name because um, oh, what course. do you think? Is it, is it Bitcoin Cash or Bcash. What what would you call it? I'm under the impression that this is an altcoin. I don't like the word Bitcoin in it. Uh, I'm not trying to say the project isn't good. I just don't like the word Bitcoin in in this altcoin's name. Well, I'll take the opposite view. I mean, just because. Uh, I mean, any any time a group of people have something, they're allowed to name it. And you can't have the opposing group name your thing, because if so, we would talk about you know pro-abortion, <laughs> you know, like, like it's. I, I think I think people should be allowed to name their thing, and I don't think it creates confusion. My example for why it shouldn't create confusion is Bitcoin Dark has been a thing for like the last three years, and nobody has ever said anything. About exactly, it. <laughs> but, but there's the thing. 
no one's it, it, it's not that popular well yeah but i mean that's the thing it's yeah. not that popular but it's named bitcoin so it shouldn't fucking matter right but, but i also <laughs> i also wonder if it used the existing utxo set because for my no for my mistake yeah from, from my <laughs> uh, understanding clams has really been the de facto only one that's done this i don't think bitcoin any, dark what, did but i'm not sure i can't yeah. say positive so so the Paul. fact that they took the existing utxo set and yeah, but now, now put now the name because we're, we're now you're, you're just, you've confused many many different principles so, so, so the owner so, gets to choose. Does it matter if they continue to use the set? Does it matter that the what's your opinion, Paul? Alive, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hear from Paul and Smart. Name, what, what my you, opinion is that if there, it's not a hard fork unless the old chain dies, is my opinion. So since this new thing and the old thing still exists, then you, now you have two things that exist, and I think the original thing that's been around for a long time will always have a stronger claim oh, oh what about more work a, a oh yeah that's an interesting uh, point let, let's let's hear paul's thoughts on this so what about if B, if bitcoin cash at at one point in time has more work than bitcoin normal bitcoin, on sha 256 yeah on sha 256 well, would you consider that the actually, new bitcoin i think well i think it's actually a little bit difficult to actually measure, I think in this case maybe it would be okay, because you know it's easier to get certain amounts of shot, double shot 256 at one time than it is another time, because there's different levels of technology as far as the caching chips and stuff. But I think it, it matters if I think it doesn't, the only consideration that matters is if the old chain is really still alive. Because if the old chain is still alive, it still has its, you know, its essential qualities like people still use it to transact, um, you know, old Bitcoin. As long as it's still alive, then I think we really have two things, and then I think the older thing has finger claim to the. Just speaking to like names, not really talking about any other quality. Um, I think if Bitcoin Cash got more work behind it, overlap to a great extent with worlds where. Placed, um, old Bitcoin and old Bitcoin had been. So, so what's funny is is the so the Bitcoin probably, cash. They probably overlap, but they're different things. Yeah, the the Bitcoin cash people are. Uh, this is why I say you don't let the opposing side name the team. They want to reterm and rebrand. You know what is BTC as Bitcoin? They want they want to start calling it Bitcoin settlement, which you know. I, but but how? I don't know. But, but think about it. It's a fork. But, but both, think, I mean, how do we? How do we right now, in normal day centralized governments and and industry, uh, determine trademark law? Trademark law. So, yeah. so there is obviously there's no trademark law. Yeah, there in, is. And in, in Bitcoin. Oh land, yeah, right? no, there is. There totally is. Mark Mark Carpellis hold the trademark for Bitcoin. Or he did. Well, I, don't I know mean, who does now? I mean, it, it's it, this is permissionless technology. You can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah, let's be real, man. Some so this will end up in court eventually. Okay. Well, this is the I'll regulation trying. is enforcement point, and I think a lot of the stuff that we're talking about you could enforce because we're only talking about who uses the name on some website. And exactly. Exactly. It's all arbitrary. Something. Yeah. Interesting. So. I uh I see both of y'all took a lot of notes for this for this week. <laughs> well, there was only one thing to talk about, really. I so mean. I know, but uh, so so this is a this is something that I've seen brought up a couple times, and I agree. Bitcoin Cash, uh, eight megabyte blocks, no Segwit. Lightning, uh, Litecoin, uh, with Segwit, faster block times, uh, different uh, algorithm. Um, script as opposed to double shot yeah. six. What? Why not? If if we truly just wanted bigger blocks, and I consider Bcash a an altcoin, what would what would be the problem with just using Litecoin more? Well, they didn't want Segwit. I mean, that that particular group forked off because they don't want Segwit, and they specifically forked off before it activated. So it, let me ask: If Litecoin had ten minute blocks and uh, eight megabyte blocks, would that essentially suit their needs no because I mean, litecoin already implemented segwit no, no i'm saying if if there's a if like all right play play pretend with me let's say okay. litecoin didn't you uh have segwit and eight megabyte blocks to minute like i'm just saying like essentially it's just a different well, name no no it's just because a different name, it altcoin. wouldn't wouldn't be the utxo set litecoin doesn't share Bitcoin's okay that's, UTXO that's fair set. That's, that's the fair. fundamental difference that's fair yeah that is fair 
I mean, you know, because anybody who has has had Bitcoin I, last I, week I now has both. That. Yeah, that's that's what the big difference is. It's distribution. It's airdrop or whatever. If it is an altcoin, then it's it's been airdropped to all Bitcoin holders. Yeah. Oh, so. <clears throat> Hey, have y'all been watching any of the things that Tone Vay's Mad Bitcoins or Jimmy Song has been doing? Uh, a little bit. So Tone's been making a lot of predictions. So, so they <laughs> have literally been live streaming like 10 out of 24 hours a day, like seven days a week. That sounds very productive. I can barely do it like two hours. No, no, but they are literally live streaming, talking 10 hours a day. On YouTube, That's all a three lot of, of them. content. I wonder if they can keep the quality up. For the whole well, well, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I, I I actually tuned in to watch them, and and t- and I was kind of upset. You know why? Why? Because <clears throat> they said, "I wonder if anyone's made a Bitcoin cash transaction yet." Oh my god! And and I wonder if if I wonder if anyone bought pizza with it. And uh, you know, I did. Yeah, you actually. Did. I actually. It's like it's like it's so crazy. They have like two thousand view- live viewers at one time. Yeah. Okay, these three guys. Now, granted, I only think Jimmy Song is the, is the only pretty much competent one out of all three. Yeah, of Jimmy them. Jimmy Song research. Not is... to not to take away the personalities of Mad Bitcoin guy or Tone, but yeah, Jimmy knows his stuff. Jimmy is the only one there that knows anything. I feel like. I mean, when you have Tone Vay saying, <laughs> "How would you know?" Uh, oh, I think Satoshi may, maybe put his Bitcoin cash on the exchange. I'm like, no, Tone, no. Everyone would know that. And, he, and then he says, well, how? And then he says, and then Jimmy Song says, well, you know, obviously people would be monitoring those early UTXOs and it would be all over Reddit and Twitter, which obviously it would be. I, I don't know. Like when, when that kind of stuff like rises to the top of like their, like when that, that, I don't know. Like when that, like just not understanding like how easy that would be to track. Uh, that's like. It makes me wonder, like, man, they have, like, it has nothing to do with, like, the, the viewership. So that actually bring, brings up an interesting point. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to take away too much from what you're saying, but, but uh, some people have said that the uh, lack of, of, you know, dump for BCH or BCC or whatever, the, whatever the fuck it's going to be called, is due to the fact that people, in order to put it on an exchange, they have to associate themselves with coins that they may not be associated with. Or whatever, so so they're kind of doxing themselves as in the eyes of of regulated exchanges yeah, if that, they dump them. That's true. Um, yeah, because then you got to withdraw the you have to withdraw the fiat cash to your bank account. Well, like, it depends on the exchange. Because but, but you can do Bitcoin on some like Shapeshift takes it, but you can't really dump like you know hundreds it, of Bitcoin on Shapeshift real quick. You know. <laughs> well, also if if you have a if you have a, a true like a true amount just a huge amount of Bitcoin. And you're in a group, you could probably proxy straight to the exchange or something. I don't think so. Or I mean, honestly, or you could have you could a bunch of people could go through one group to sell their Bitcoin cash. You you know no you don't share keys. Well, there's always over the counter market. Yeah, there are, but there's very few of them. I mean, what do we have any over the counter markets for BCH? Do you see them on that list? But I do need to plug them in my laptop. Um, Well, I mean, you don't really see them on lists. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know. Public over-the-counter markets, not private. You know what I mean. <laughs> you yeah. you don't think anyone tries to hide yeah, their identity that, that way? <laughs> yes, I think a lot. No, of no, no, no. I'm like talking about going straight to the exchange by by uh, how sending the their Bitcoin all, cash. This, the exchanges all have to be AMLKYC compliant, man. They're not gonna under the table do something. They're risking all of their money. They're risking going to jail. I'm not saying that. I'm saying let's say. You send me all your Bitcoin cash, and then I sell all of our Bitcoin cash, and on the side give you. Why whatever. would you do that on an exchange? Why how, wouldn't you? How just else would do you that? sell it? You just trade back and forth a little bit at a time. You send me a little bit of the Bitcoin. I send you a little bit of Bitcoin. No, cash. no, this is in a this is in like a trusted pool of people that want to sell their Bitcoin cash. No, that's not a thing. You, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's like not a thing at all. No, I don't okay. think so. Right. I mean, well, here, give you give me your private keys and trust me, and I'll sell all. I'm your not giving you my private. <laughs> exactly. But, but no, no, no. Mike, you're not understanding. I'm not ever giving you my private keys. I'm sending you Bitcoin cash to sell for Bitcoin. Well, again, that's it doesn't, what it doesn't you do matter. with Shapeshift. That's well, exactly what you do with Shapeshift. It is exactly what you do with Shapeshift. And I'm saying, do you think other people do? No, because nobody's going to take the tax but, burden but, or but regulatory is, burden. But that is what Shapeshift does. Right. It is. And what people do does. trust Shapeshift. But so Shapeshift's why wouldn't they trust service. other people? Because it's a service that has a, a reputation. You're I not, would trust you more than I trust Shapeshift. Well, here's the thing. Shapeshift has a business account on the exchange, and they can do that. You have a personal account on the exchange, and you're tax dollar liable for every I, cent I, you run I, through there. I feel You'd like have to be a, 
dumb to do that. I feel like I feel like uh, there's there's shapeshift probably like like services that we might not know about that 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 do things like no, that. No, they're shady over the counter, but I mean that's not exchange. That's all private off market. You know, why would you go to an exchange if you know if you have a big pool of people who all have Bitcoin? Why would you go to an exchange? You just trade. No, no, yourselves. you wouldn't. Right. But the person the getting the Bitcoin market is very large, both in Bitcoin and in every uh, Wall Street in general. Where does that happen? Where does that mainly transact at? In America or somewhere else? No, yeah, that's the point. There is no, there is no where. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's no. It's, I'm just like, curious. It's no exchange. The, the over-the-counter, like, how how is that done? Can you explain how that's done? Like, you know, like they someone calls someone on the phone and they say, <laughs> "We have, you know, do we have a deal or whatever." Yeah, or you send it over and people find things, and it never hits an exchange. Yeah, that's the whole point. Bitcoin happens on IRC, and as Michael B. Kiefer was saying, we do a little bit at a time to kind of build up your people have reputations, and, they and then so it's, it's just so essentially the like the example I was using was from like the Rockefeller era. The, the, the example I was using was essentially instead of using an exchange, you use a network of people. Right. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, that's off an exchange. It's over the counter. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, all right. But, yeah, that's Anyways. not a network of people going on an exchange and selling. That's a totally Oh, no, no, no. I know. Yeah. I was just wondering if that if you thought that ever happened. Yo, that happens all the time. No, no, not the... Okay. I don't even know <laughs> the, what we're talking about anymore. The quantity, the quantity of transactions is smaller, but the... The magnitude is larger. Yeah. People will buy. I mean, if you want to buy like five million dollars worth of Bitcoin. Some people will do that over the counter, and they wire the wire the person dollars ten times, and they'll they just get the Bitcoin address. And that's I mean I don't know a lot of you know the details vary, but well strictly speaking, I would call Coinbase you know, the, an over the counter service. But it's still five million dollars. I would call Coinbase an over-the-counter service, and I would call Genesis Trading an over-the-counter service because, well, it is. But yeah. So yeah, uh, everything at local bitcoins is. Yeah. Off a uh, over-the-counter. All right. So here, I want to throw a question at y'all or an idea. Okay, thinking topic. So imagine Ethereum goes proof of stake. Okay. I know that's a big, you know, hurdle to get over already, but let's say they do end up going proof of stake like they were yeah, planning on doing. Exercise your imagination a lot. <laughs> Hello, Paul. Okay, anyways. You can, tr- you can try. Uh, all right, they go proof of stake I and they have a disagreement. I can definitely imagine saying that they'll do it next year. I can easily imagine that. Well, yeah. I think if the end of this year. Now it's next year. I, I think if they're smart, they'll they'll just keep saying the end of the, the end of next year. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. It's kind of, it reminds me a little bit of like, a quick story about like the... Uh, Supposedly, email spam doesn't work at all. It doesn't like actually collect any revenue, even though the costs are like to zero, and you just get to hit like one or two suckers. Apparently, there are no suckers; it's just zero. But what happens is, hurt another wave of people who think that it works. So, what happens is people decide the spam thing might be a clever gig. I should I should blast out email spam to everyone. And so apparently it never ever works, but it just converts people who think it works. No spam. So the only people who it attracts are people who think maybe that similar. works. They see it and think, well, maybe Where it's that... just like it's never going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like we'll convert a new group of people who think that it will happen next year. So it's like it's it's like a uh, like a uh, uh, intellectual Ponzi. <laughs> yeah. It is. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> intellectual Ponzi scheme. Wow. Uh, or yeah, maybe just like, a normal like a Ponzi scheme. Ponzi in a way. <laughs> I mean, I really didn't like Chris's formulation of the naturally corn Ponzi. I didn't think it was very rigorous. But no, I, I don't. I don't agree with that definition. Thing. Yeah. I think this is. I mean, the email spam, right? Because it's like. Yeah, I mean, well, people do think that it works, and then they just trick more, and then more people join the internet, and then somehow it. Just, well, I mean, though that you know, wouldn't that wouldn't be a Ponzi though. That would be a pyramid scheme. One or two or three or a few to just set up these. Email blasting. Yeah, it's free. It, it's a pyramid scheme, not a Ponzi. I think. And the longer yeah. you stay in, the more money you make <laughs> with Ethereum, apparently, <laughs> because there's always going to be it's more people that think it will work. The decentralized autonomous MLM scheme. See, dude, I, dude I, watch like five or six years like, from now, Ethereum is like badass, and well, we're no, like, oh. I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even saying they they can't do it. They they may actually do it. I just don't think it's gonna be. I think as they could easily do it. I think they, they can say. easily do it. They just need to use Kubernetes. They need to use data centers, and they use need to use master nodes. 
Well, I mean, here's and the then thing. And the, then, boom, they got a, a awesome platform. Well, here's the thing. is It's not if they can do it. They could do it well, tomorrow. Anyway, the question is, could they have... do it sustainably for, like, a, you know, five years without it collapsing in on itself? That's the question. Paul, do you have something to say? Anyway, we got a little off topic, right? Well, yeah, I want I want to throw an idea at y'all at, at both of y'all real quick. All right, so the idea I want to throw at you was a proof of stake coin that has a dispute, and they want to do a fork. Half want to do this, half want to do that. But imagine proof of stake where no mining is required. It's very free. It's very. It, it doesn't cost much to to fork the network as many times as you want. Whatever. What does that look like? And I know we've talked about like nothing at stake problems before, but really, what does that look like when you have like a majority, like fifty percent here, fifty percent there, or forty, sixty, or seventy, thirty, whatever? Um, what does that look like with a proof of stake coin? I, I, I want to hear both of y'all comment on that. Well, I, what would happen would be that one side would have more participation from the validators, and it would look like a bunch of other people are not paying any attention on their computers. What's interesting though is that. To double sign or they get slashed, uh, but they would be able to sign once on the old chain, new chain. It would be interesting if they could modify the new chain. If they were, if they were clever, the people creating the new chain, what they would do is they would say, "Look, we're going to keep the UTXO set and the validator set, and we're going to let you because they're not allowed to double sign." Hard fork people could tweak it to kind of it'd be like a replay, uh, replay protection, but only for validators or something like that. It's something like you can double sign because when you sign on the new chain, it won't be held against you. On well, the well, yeah, that's chain. what I'm if, saying. Maybe you could just do that already. Yeah, I mean, so so probably pretty. It's probably if it's not already the case for like both chains to just like like really really similar and to just one if you run the software you'll always find if you're on the old software you'll find the old chain from the new software you find the new chain but yeah i think it might be possible if it's not already possible it's very easy to like tweak the hard fork the people would be able to basically mine on both sides i think right because it doesn't really cost them anything in the as far as the physics to the yeah, stake stake is stake, and it's stake that exists on yeah, both I mean, you, you, I mean, this is of course this is considering that it's an existing UTXO set. So, in other words, you, if you have like a million Ethereum on this chain, you'd have a million Ethereum on every single other chain that uses a you know whatever a fork past that block, or whatever. And I mean, that's the fundamental thing that always gets me about the the that model of of proof of stake is um, that you always have to rely on a centralized authority to tell you which chain is the right chain because with, with like proof of work it's really easy you just look at the one you know with, with the, the most work most work and, and that's like, what oh, that's and, that, right and that's chain, what you know? and that's what bitpay is going to plan on do and that's what they're going to plan on doing regardless of knowing which one's the real chain just in principle <laughs> Just, well, just yeah, as I a mean, side note. You know, it, well, it depends, too. So there are yeah. some caveats to that because it, it is the longest valid chain because if somebody did spawn a chain with infinite Bitcoins and it got more hash power, nobody would follow it. They would follow, you know, the one that follows the rules. But, you know, the rules are subjective, and that's why we have a hard fork. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, it's just so unlikely. I mean, I feel like the only situation where that would ever happen or like if a really crazy chain had more uh, hashing power is if someone invented some kind of crazy new technology and then just use that for themselves as a mine. Uh, no, I think I think it's actually inevitable that the miners will eventually try to disrupt the 21 million supply cap. I think that's user inevitable. activated hard fork. Well, eventually, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what's going to happen is because eventually when the subsidy starts to run dry and they're not happy with the fees they're getting, a bunch of them, a coalition will say, hey, let's just start making ourselves new Bitcoin. We'll be dead by then, right? I don't know. Because maybe, the subsidy maybe needs to be like, that's like 100 years from now? Well, no, 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 no. Because it's 2040. It's 2040 when it's, it's the last have Bitcoin's you, have you minted. Not, have you not been paying attention to John McAfee? In three years, the subsidy of like a small amount of Bitcoin is going to be fine. Right, right, right. But the last, the last Bitcoin gets minted in 2040. So after that, it's just fractions of a Bitcoin everybody's fighting over. Oh, no. I'm saying like 2140 or whatever. It's that's when be the last anything is made. That's like still, the last Satoshi. But still, yeah. here's the thing. Fees are going to be much, much more by 2040 
than this subsidy. No, dude, Paul's coming out with drive chains. Have you not been paying attention to this podcast? Paul, what what are the what's the effect of drive chains <laughs> on the block reward subsidy? Uh, well, you know, drive chain looks to collect more, you know, the transaction fees of other chains. So, like, basically, we theoretically compete with altcoins and and gobble up their transaction fees. And so that gives that gives miners through blind merge mining they get more fees through from the actual side chains. Yeah, but I. I think uh, Michael Tudor's point, which is about John McAfee, uh, is that maybe helps protect Bitcoin against, you know, competition from altcoins. So it kind of makes it a little more obvious it should be. Right. But I mean, that's not uh, protection from the the greedy miners deciding that they want more coins than just the transaction fees are worth. And they want to be able to issue new ones, you know. The purchasing power of the, uh, so maybe if they could double it, they could say instead of twelve point five, we want twenty. But it, if the the price, the exchange rate goes up by a similar factor, then it has a same effect, right? So, so that that could be what Michael Dibble was talking about. Uh, I mean, we'll really never know what I was talking about. That's the sad part. <laughs> um, <laughs> other other news with Bitcoin Cash. Guess who reneged on, on what they are going to do with withdrawals of bitcoin cash who wait what oh coinbase coinbase, yeah, coinbase. We, we, and like everyone my called days. this everyone called this everyone and their mother called that that bitcoin they, well, they coinbase was going to do this responsibility <laughs> no but like know? everyone everyone knew this was going to happen well, what it was because I of think, ethereum it, classic it was brinksmanship and it was it was you know because they were trying to do their damnedest to make sure it just died but the second it didn't die they're like okay well we have to honor this now. <laughs> no but but the funny part is we all yeah, knew this was going to happen uh, demonstrate the lack of leadership that they are they're the followers right they're what, what they you know you know what i mean like they don't decide they're they, it makes their reduces their credibility a lot. They, well, just, they say something, but it doesn't matter. Circumstances change. Then that's true. That's true. It does. It does decrease their credibility, but their hands are tied. I think both them and Gemini, they're fiduciaries. They oh. could get in like <laughs> severe trouble with the regulators for the, you know. They but, effectively stole money if they don't well, honor it. You know, I, if they're true fiduciaries, why did why did they give a deadline for ETC withdrawals? I mean, you know, I. I don't I'm know. serious. I don't know. I, I don't. Know. I don't know the answer to that. But well, here's the thing: is I think they just gave the deadline, and they could probably be sued over that. But they would settle them, you know, like one-offs versus. <laughs> you know, it's and funny. ETC's not I, worth anything. I, I think I saw like a. So. I think I saw like a CoinDesk or whatever kind of article that says people are suing, or maybe it was Forbes. I don't know what it was. People are suing Coin uh, are threatening to sue Coinbase over their Bitcoin Cash. And I was like, well, it's just a matter of time before they have a withdrawal program. And yeah. the next thing I hear is they you can they're they're January. planning on doing it. See, see, this is this is the beauty of it though. They're doing it January. Okay, this wait, yeah, what? You didn't hear this? No, no, no. Tell me. January is Coinbase. Yeah, that's when they're going to do it. Is it January? January first, <laughs> dude. What if this ends up being like uh, Paul is jumping out of an airplane right now? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, are you skydiving? I mean, how how crazy is that party? The party is like in the air. Uh, yes, we have uh, Donald Trump arriving by <laughs> helicopter. Are you at Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's interesting. So they're going to hold your funds through your party. Bitcoin Cash till January? Yeah. To, work, to when it's going well, to maybe no, no, either not, be... They're, they're not going to trade gonna, anything. They're that, no, no, what they're saying is they're Withdrawals. working on it, and then yeah. you'll be able to split them off in January. January. So, like, you know, January is when they're going to... back in January... I think it reminds me of this joke on 30 Rock where um, Jack Donaghy promises this old janitor something. Yeah, yeah, that was so the, the Jay like Leno, flashback, Conan O'Brien thing. And he's yeah. just like, well, <laughs> you know, Subas is very old, and he just says, die. You know, they ask him, like, why did you promise him that? And he's just like, I thought he'd die. <laughs> so I think Coinbase is just kind of hoping that um, – yeah. <laughs> Coin cash will die. Yeah, exactly. They they, they kick the can so down the road long enough out. that it's going to resolve itself. One what, way or the what's going to what's going to happen first? <laughs> Bitcoin cash withdrawals off Coinbase or Ethereum goes proof of stake? No, Bitcoin cash withdrawals definitely. Yeah, and and <laughs> hey, and who wants to place bets that they're going to have to move that withdrawal date up? 
sooner than uh, January. I would not take that bet. <laughs> I would not take that bet. I, I, I'm calling it right now. Oh, yeah. On well, block that's... time. I think that they're going to have to move that up before January 1st if the price of Bitcoin Cash pumps especially. Well, yeah, of course. In, in, in the, well, I mean, they, they went from no date ever to a date that exists in sometime in the future. So, yeah. I mean, they're I mean, going to have to make it like within... I don't think if you the trend follows, they'll be doing it tomorrow. It earlier. I think if anything, they just say, good, good news, unexpectedly we finished it earlier. Exactly, yeah. They won't Happy announce days. it. It'll just happen. <laughs> and, oh, look, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, okay, what kind I, of person announces that? What kind of psychopathic person <laughs> announces that they're meeting the deadline? <laughs> psychopathic Even Ryan person. Would do that. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I have a question for. Uh, oh wait, wait. One more thing about Bitcoin Cash. Did you? No, I got a lot of stuff uh, about Bitcoin Cash. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about more before we <laughs> jump off that topic. Because uh, we're we're kind of almost done. We we don't have much. But uh, did you, Seth, All right, Paul, are you listening? Are you jumping out of a helicopter? Yes. It sounds like yes. you jumped well, out of a helicopter onto a motorcycle. Onto a motorcycle. Well, I walked away from the beach. You know, I walked to a very nice place that has, like, you know, an ice cream place and whatever place to try and get further away from the wind. <laughs> and closer to the Donald Trump helicopter, and you know, so the trade-off of different. All right, so noises. so check this out. I I bought Seth two trade-off. large pizzas. Right. Okay. With Bitcoin Cash? Uh, I paid Did for that it. Did actually in, happen? No, no, no. I so so, so in, honoring, in, in honor of the original transaction, you have to use a different currency, and then they pay you in Bitcoin Cash. So John Seth pays me in Bitcoin Cash. Yeah, so he bought them with Bitcoin. So the funny part was, uh, the funny part was, no, 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 the, the pizza pe- place accepted Bitcoin, and John Seth didn't know that. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was completely ironic. <laughs> So I paid for his pizza in Bitcoin, and he pays me in Bitcoin Cash. I, it, it's so funny. Yeah, the original one with Laszlo that was that was paid for in dollars. Yeah, yeah. No, you, no, that was the exact way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you yeah. can you London and Miami, right? Yeah, that I think original so. it was one? England. I don't know if it's London. It was Florida. So so where, so yeah. tell me, Laszlo, he, he's well, the guy who Laszlo was the guy. He was the guy who ordered the pizzas in in Florida, and and he's also he is also the first guy to figure out how to use GPU to mind wait wait i thought i thought it was the guy in london or the guy in england that purchased the pizza for him yeah, in he Miami. did but he called with a credit card over the phone and gave him the credit card number <laughs> the guy in london in london yeah or the guy in england called the place Call, in miami Papa okay, that's what i did so yeah, i call yeah, yeah. so I, I i or i placed an order there and paid in bitcoin so it's like the same thing so now instead of you know fiat money you pay in bitcoin for the new money, right? Yeah. So it was kind of a funny joke because John Seth is like funny when I definitely saw definitely no, doesn't right. like Bitcoin Cash. Him in the, in the, yeah, but it was just so funny that that place. Paid so, him in the newer, the newer version. <laughs> didn't pay him in the older version. All right, so Paul, here's 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 an old Bitcoin. Mike, Mike, Bitcoin Mike and Paul, old money. Mike B. Casey, Paul Sports. Yeah. This is the funniest thing. John Seth films himself accepting the pizza, walks out of the pizza shop, and he's approached by like a homeless lady. Gives the pizza. <laughs> no, and the homeless lady. In front of her, no, of no, no, no. Check this out. The homeless lady says, hey, can you give me a ride down the street? And John says, says sure. And he's filming <laughs> while eating pizza with the homeless lady and his dog, Lady. Uh, okay. So he has Lady in the back and he's like feeding Lady what? all the like all the like the, the breads, like uh, the the crust. So he'll eat the pizza and then give the crust to okay. his dog. And he has this. He has this lady. That, how is he driving and eating pizza? He's talented. He oh, dude, he's very talented. Yeah. So he's filming himself eating pizza with this lady that he just met off the street, and I'm like, dude, this is great. <laughs> and he's like trying to tell this lady, like, oh, so this is a Bitcoin cash transaction. Do you know what that is? And she says, I have no idea. <laughs> so funny. Wow. <laughs> and he sent me the. Vi- I don't know if he's going to post the video a, or not. What a but world we live in. Yeah. That's Wait. Fair. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, real quick. Uh, oh, it's not. It's uh, it's not on this computer. I have to d- re-download it. But uh, anyways, so um, back still still on the the subject of uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash. Cash. Yeah. yeah. So um, 
what do we think? Uh, do you think it will? Because uh, well, so I thought it was actually probably going to die a very quick death. Um, that hasn't happened with the even with the reduced hash rate power. It seems to be uh, stabilizing, leveling off. Uh, the, the difficulty already re readjusted. I'm so, assuming. Yeah. So it has a rule. Uh, let me see if I get this rule correct. I didn't read it very thoroughly. Uh, but if if if. <laughs> Fall, man. Come on, stop driving. Stop hitchhiking over there on on eighteen wheelers. So if the last if the last six blocks have been over a certain period of time since since they've been found within, then each each successive block that fits the criteria is is reduced twenty twenty percent. And and I don't remember the exact rule, but so it is it is dynamic. Uh, it readjusts. It has an extra rule. Other than that, it, it works just like uh, Bitcoin difficulty change. It's Paul, like Paul, mute yourself. Blocks. Mute yourself when you're not talking. There's like you're like standing in the middle of a highway. Hey, come on, man. But there's been a, a special separate rule that's been added as part of the hard fork that does allow it if uh, if the the hash power is is woefully inadequate for the current difficulty level to scale down rather quickly. So it's 20% increment declines, and that's what it's been doing. And I think last I heard there was up to like 12.5 minute blocks. Yeah. So I was listening to Jimmy Song or whoever talk about this. I don't know who it was, but it was essentially like 10 blocks on Bitcoin cash is equal to about two or two and a half blocks on Bitcoin. Well, I mean, that as far as like difficulty is concerned. Well, oh, yeah, as far as difficulty. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's been dropping and dropping and dropping. And I've also only... heard that it's like 30% less profitable or some kind of percent less profitable than mine on Bitcoin cash yeah, at the moment. Something like that. It's I thought I read 2.6%. Uh, That's point, it? No, 2.6x. Oh, oh yeah. yeah sorry, okay, I was like about to say like 2.6. That's no, not no, much. 2.6x. So, um, so, so here I'd like to ask everybody, um, what do we think, uh, the impact on a persistent successful ish Bitcoin cash will be on the Segwit 2X hard fork that we're expecting in about that, three and a half months? That is a great question. Cause I don't know what it's going to do. Paul, I mean, Paul, you want to start this one up? You have to unmute yourself and while you're staying in the highway. Okay. No, I'm not tone based. I, I always remember to unmute. <laughs> You had a lot of bad luck. There were a lot of like people in like you know like Harley Davidson and stuff. You know, very loud, <laughs> very loud helicopters carrying important dignitaries from the world and even other planets were arriving to celebrate this. So, so um, what do you think about the question, Paul? I think the, so. I mean, like, is Segwit Two X dead? I don't know. I kind of think it is. I agree that. If Bitcoin Cash succeeds, it's just kind of like, then how many forks will there be? You know, like, maybe there won't be, instead of being three, there'll be eight or something. James, you know, it'll be like... James Lop is, is saying three like with, with 2X. So, so does it does it strengthen the case uh, for without 2x? Uh, because you know, basically, effectively, we have two pure visionary coins. One that is a settlement layer for a tier two with Segwit and a very low static block size. And then another one, which is just you know just scale as is on chain. The only the only thing that the two the if they if they decide not to go with two x part of the segwit two x is they still don't get their bigger blocks on Bitcoin with segwit like everyone initially agreed on. I well, mean, they're, right. I mean, but, the, but the core crowd they never agreed to it. The, the core oh no, crowd. I'm talking about the NYA. Well, yeah, but okay. that's what I'm saying. No, I think, is, no, that's the important thing. I think so. Yeah. That's the important aspect of it. Is that so? The thing is, would it satisfy? Would Bitcoin Cash satisfy the large block coalition? Uh, the answer is almost certainly no, because Coinbase can't even support it until January one. And the other thing is, if they're satisfied, it would persuade them to say, "Okay, we don't need." But I think the problem with that is, a lot of damage was done by the fact that I didn't just go over on Sunday when they were making the New York Agreement and kind of. Tell them about drive chains and kind of fix everything because they've all committed. They've all committed to this plan now, and I think they have to like either follow through on. What a were you doing that day, Paul? Uh, that's what I wonder. What were you doing? Did you have something there. really important? I was writing. I was writing the announcement for a drive chain for the Bitcoin Dev. <laughs> Did anyone read it? I mean, <laughs> come on, man! I was, you I only live like an hour away from where they had the meeting. Oh, are you serious? Tragedy. 
That sucks. I know. I could have lived like an hour outside of New York, so I could have just gone into New York, found the meeting, <laughs> and then put the. But I had to finish writing the driving email. So. so I don't want to make a prediction here, but one thing that could happen, uh, one way it could go down, is um, the core side because of the existence of Bitcoin Cash successfully lobbies uh, to where. Um, you know, the, the uh, enough of the user base or whatever that they should stay uh, on that. So they never release another version of Core um, that has the 2x code in it. And then they, they add some other new features because they got three months to do that. So maybe they throw Mimblewimble or something. I don't know. But um, I wish we could ask Chris some of these yeah. questions. Well, <laughs> well, hold on. So, so. Uh, no, but I think, no, I think, I think, no, that's a different question. Though. I think you're going to confuse because the issue is, I think. The, the core developers never supported. They didn't. Right. They never. They never did. But, but well, 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 a lot of them don't support it. So so hold on. Let me finish Sorry, with what I, my my line of thought real yeah, quick. So so well for whatever reason they successfully you know knock back the New York agreement on the main chain and then because of that the New York agreement isn't honored and then the majority of miners defect over to the other chain and it effectively becomes Bitcoin. I mean, that could happen. Yeah, but I don't understand your point about because of that, because they were never planning on using the core developers for the... Well, that's true, but I mean... You're literally know, like Jeff Garza. Well, right, right, right. But, but, but I'm saying if, if, if for whatever reason they convince enough users to blockade it, you know, and you get this... I don't, I don't even know how that works, because USF doesn't actually work. The more that I think about it, it doesn't. All they do is fork themselves off the network. I mean, effectively, right? I mean, if you're going to fork, you might as well fork yourself. That's true. So I was having Instead a, of someone forking you. I was you having fork a, a discussion with somebody on the dojo about this, and in was it raw? Old, yeah, yeah, it was uh, raw, raw dirty. The guy who wants to argue with everybody, but but here was the problem: is is you know, because because I was talking with a couple of other people, and and it was about the merits of because they were saying, well, the the, the node count is too small on. Uh, or would be too small if if you have a large blockchain. So there goes your censorship resistance. And I said, well, not really, not quite, because you always have the option of sending a transaction directly to the miner. You may have to pay a little bit more for that. Um, and you have to find a miner, but you can always send a transaction directly to a miner and bypass the nodes entirely. And once it's accepted in a block, they have to honor it. They literally, you know, the, the nodes have to say and accept it. And Raw Dirty kept saying, well, no, they don't have to. I was like, yeah, they don't have to, but if they don't accept the transaction, if it's valid, then they don't accept the block. If they don't accept the block, then they don't accept the chain. If they don't it, didn't accept someone the want chain, to start a service where they did this? They do. But via BTC did. The transaction accelerator. Yeah, they, they take them directly. Yeah. But, but I, I mean... I would, I would like to say Raw is pretty technical. No, he's very just, technical. Just as a disclaimer. He's very technical. He, he, is a, he, is a, he is a very technical, smart person, but... I just didn't understand his communication point. can be he, weird. He sometimes, kept going maybe. on and on about well, the, you know, it's it's you know doing a hard fork on a small number of consolidated nodes, and I was like, well, if you've done a hard fork, nobody gives a shit what your node says anymore. You're off on a different network. Nobody cares. You know, you can hard fork at any time. It doesn't matter. The rest of the network doesn't give a shit. You know, I don't know. All right, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, well, that's another point that I was making about the New York agreement, which is that you don't need to, like, they had this thing in there about bit signaling. You need to say for, for the hard fork itself and for SegWit, meat space consensus of humans. Right. They all meet in the boardroom. It's not code. <laughs> it's meat space, and yeah. A certain date, then you don't, you don't actually need to do any signaling. You know, you can just fire up one network, fire up the second network. Or a certain date, and then you're done. So well, the signaling nothing really matters. The signaling's for our benefit. Sense. It's for for us plebs who don't run a huge mining pool, you know. So we know what's going on. I know what pleb means now. You do. I I, I learned Good that for for like a couple months ago. I think Paul Sports used it. He uses, I love that he uses word. words like I, love that I don't word. remember using that. I don't remember using that word, but I I, I believe it refers to plebiscites, right? Like the lowest. The, the plebeians, like the plebeians of the Roman society, they they were the yeah. I forget who I heard say pleb. It might it was someone in the dojo or somewhere. I had to look it up, but anyways, yeah. 
It's a good one. Now word. everyone's Googling that who's <laughs> listening to this podcast. You mean nobody? Yeah. No one's no one's Googling that. We, we don't have Cletus on anymore, so nobody listens. <laughs> <laughs> we're not controversial enough yeah, now. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. So, uh, well, so I don't know. Uh, what what do you think's going to happen with this whole... So, so here's another thing that's very, very interesting now that Bcash is a thing. Like... I was surprised to hear Aaron come out so strong for it at the meetup. Aaron, oh, or I Aaron. wasn't. I wasn't. No, he's like ridiculously anti-core. And I think I think like Chris ridiculously anti-segwit. I think like, I think uh, Chris Cletus is is for Bitcoin Cash or no? N- no, no, I don't. I don't. He, he works on two X, dude. I mean, like that's that's you know. <laughs> no, but I, but is he like way against it or? Oh, what? Bitcoin I don't know. Ca- I, I, don't I haven't know. really talked to him about it. but Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where uh, he maybe, stands. Maybe, maybe we're not allowed to talk about that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so so it's interesting, though, because I'm thinking, and I could be wrong. I always I always could be wrong. But um, it's possible. Always wrong. I'm always wrong. Always. So um, the two chains have a couple of different ways they can attack one another. Um, so... So the simplest way for the majority chain to attack Bitcoin Cash is is through obviously through hash rate attacks. They can, you know, just do burst uh, burst uh, mining hash power devoted to the chain for a while and just make them come uber uber fast to get the difficulty high up enough and then withdraw it. That's interesting. Uh, so that's that's one way they can they can fuck with the chain. And you know, also if there was enough hash power, they could start orphaning blocks and doing all sorts of crap like that, and even double spend or whatever. Because nobody's going to honor a double spend. But you know what I mean? It's like yeah, I don't I don't think that would really make a big impact. But um, but the other thing it could do uh, is is uh, oh well the other side Bitcoin Cash if uh, because Segwit. Segwit's like about to be activated, but it's not going to be an immediate block size increase. And to the people who think it's going to be this fast, immediate block size increase, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen because you have to have a lot of people actually adopt Segwit transactions. The wallets have to have it fully flushed out and you have three tiers of it to be activated, three different BIPs. So, um, so if we don't see any significant growth due to Segwit and the block size, then the Bitcoin cash, uh, chain can attack the the Bitcoin chain, the BTC chain, uh, just by spamming, you know, because they still have they still have both. Like if they haven't sold their BTC, which I don't think on mass they have, but they prefer Bitcoin Cash and they want to hurt the other side of the chain, they can just uh, you know say like <laughs> Roger Ver or whatever could if he wanted to, he could send himself high fee transactions back and forth, paying fees to the miner on that chain and just clog it the shit up because it's never going to clear. Unlike Bitcoin Cash, which has so much more uh, transactional bandwidth, even with the slow blocks. Roger, Roger Veer has a lot of power to do stuff, at least in the short term. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he's uh, got a lot when I of... say short term, I mean like six months. Yeah. Well, potentially. I don't know. I don't know. It's, hard, it's hard to say. I don't know, I don't know how, how much the I guy really has. I think the big question is the Segwit2x question, which is that maybe I'd be persuaded, even though they agreed, all the people who agreed to do Segwit2x might be persuaded that it wouldn't work and that it would be very embarrassing maybe um, yeah that's what i think is the, it's the only way i see them not doing it because they agreed to do it and that you know agreeing to do something is kind of a you know well, they, to something so you should see it's so funny it. because everybody agreed on the hong kong agreement did that happen yeah you're right that's true I mean, that didn't happen at all. it didn't happen at all no and and was that like major fallout from it well other than a two-year block size war well, you know, I mean, no individual person was blamed. Well, it is a little different. When you want to make, when you want to commit to something, um, one thing that you can do to make the commitment stronger is like make a big deal out of it. So, like announcing it at consensus and make you know, kind of promoting it a lot. That uh, that can help. Whereas the Hong Kong agreement was kind of like some weird thing that we only found out about like. I don't know. <laughs> they, later. No, they had like so a huge even get, thing. Like, a clear text of it. like everybody went there and it was this huge meeting with all the miners and Adam Back was there and he signed something and then he didn't sign it and then he signed it again under a different thing. And then Peter it's Todd like, came <laughs> out with three articles saying I mean. everyone lied. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's the thing is, is you're already seeing things now saying that that agreement's null and void. You're seeing it from the core crowd because uh, via BTC isn't contributing 100% of their hash power to the New York agreement. They're throwing a little bit at Bitcoin Cash. And I don't know if that would constitute them violating because they're still supporting it. They're just doing something else as well. I don't know. 
I don't know. See, that's the interesting thing is if one or two people break the agreement, does it just explode and everyone dies? Well, it's like it's we'll think about like the European Union. So like, you know, England's out, but like if a couple other countries leave, right, what happens to it? You know, it did you know, it would implode, right? It'd be just Germany and Greece. Greece. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be Germany constantly bailing out Greece. <laughs> Apparently, like it's like from the EU, like from my knowledge of it, it, always seems like Germany's bailing out people. Well, I mean, they're the only. They still have that they Nazi have the gold. Strongest economy. They still have the Nazi gold. No, they sell Beamers. Oh, okay, that works too. And Mercedes, right? They're always yeah. up to something. And Porsche. Yeah, they they sell <laughs> they sell all the nice cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're really good engineers over there. Very good engineers, but no, the yeah, Germans make great, a lot like, of money. Education and great. They have a very, they're just a very angry people if you listen to them talk. That's how, that's how they're so uh, profitable in all their endeavors. I gotta go soon. Oh, let's, 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 let's wrap it up. Uh, We're, we're, we're pretty much done. Uh, I I do want to say it seems like everyone is coming up with a Ethereum workshop. I've been getting emailed so much saying, hey, can we advertise at the meetup to talk about this Ethereum workshop? What do y'all think about that? Should, well, I just, should I just say, no, no, like, yeah, That's the new it. code phrase for, for ICO. <laughs> they can't say it anymore because the SEC is going to get it. No, them. no, no. These people are... are no, no. I've, I've talked to a lot of these people. They're running, like, Ethereum workshops, like, developer one track, developer two track, business track one, business track two, like, depending on your, you know, what your no, previous skills are. No, but I think Michael B. Casey is right that what's fueling it really is that the, you know, oh, fueling it, sure. I'm, I'm talking about what they're the actually going to be. <laughs> well, it'd be funny if like you go to the Ethereum workshop course and they're like, okay, guys, we're uh, our first uh, lesson, we're going to be making a ICO. Well, literally, that's that's what 101 is in Ethereum. Literally, the first thing, if you go to the website, <laughs> yeah, it literally shows you how to make a token. I mean, I mean, that's that's what I did. <laughs> I made a Tidwellian. That's like, yeah, that's the literally the first, uh, the hello world of Ethereum is make your own yeah, token. The, the, like, <laughs> and then the third, and then the third workshop on their website is make a DAO or something. Yeah. Yeah. That that works out real Anyways, well. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> should I let them advertise at the meetup? What do y'all think? I don't know. Ultimately it's my decision, but I was just curious if y'all had thoughts on that. Well, I don't know. I mean if if they want to sponsor well, sure. I think you should let people advertise. Well they don't they don't get up any more than a blur of Geno's does. Wait, would you would you say Paul? So you can just let people advertise and then you can just make fun of them oh i thought you're uh, i I was thinking to take i was thinking i would take a mo levin approach to it you mean take any money you can get for under any circumstances well essentially if people find this interesting in our group let them they know what i think about it if they talk to me individually but are you gonna put up a paycoin banner no (laughs) (laughs) that's why i have you mike i have you to keep me within reason but I, I mean, if I don't know, I was thinking if people actually want to do these Ethereum workshops and understand it, hey, I mean, well, no, I'm not, I'm not against Ethereum workshops, honestly. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know. Yeah. No, and, and encouraging development. I, I still, you know, I know not all of us agree, but yeah. I think there are some valid use cases for Ethereum. Um, and. You know, they may be absorbed by rootstock one day or may not. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'd like to say drive change. Oh, one more, Paul. Let's end on this. Okay, Paul? Because I, I really like the idea okay. of drive chains, and you just brought up rootstock, so I know Paul's like wants to do his own thing that isn't rootstock. What do you think about Civic using – because I, I ta- uh, Vinny Lingham was talking to me on Twitter, and uh, he yeah. was talking about Civic using Bitcoin, and I actually for- forgot or didn't know that. It's going to use it through rootstock. Oh my God, Paul! Is, is everyone okay at the party? Sounds like someone's getting picked up by an ambulance. Uh, no, but actually, yeah, there's an ambulance and a fire truck going somewhere. <laughs> all right, Paul. I hope you can hear me. What do you think? Everyone will be fine. How how could you? All right, why would Civic use rootstock instead of drive chains? And why why does it seem like rootstock has such a leap on you? Um, I don't know. It doesn't seem that way to me. Maybe it seems that way to other people. I don't know. I mean, that's how it what seems to me. Yeah. Neither one of them exist yet, as far as I know. Like, why? Why <laughs> would? All right. So let me ask you: If Civic wants to use a side chain, have you been talking to Vinny Lingham about using drive chains? Because that would be a great promotion for drive chains. I don't know that it would. Would it really? I mean, any any so any publicity is good publicity for something that no one knows about. 
right? I don't know. I mean, I think you know, Civic I, would I feel be like the, the the killer <clears throat> app of 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 Paul's technology. No, I think no, 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 no. I'm just saying because the the reason being is I feel like out of the people who actually know about rootstock, I feel like. Or as far as people who know about side chains, I feel like people are more likely. Oh, did, he, did he cut off, Paul? Is Paul gone? Paul's gone. Well, maybe he didn't want to answer that question, but oh, I man, doubt I it. I had another question for him too. Damn it! No, I. Wait, he said oh, call, call me back. back. All right, we'll we'll have him we'll have him answer. I remember the other question. <laughs> We are calling Paul back, ladies and gentlemen. I have Paul's personal number. It is for sale if you're a sponsor at my meetup. Hey, Paul. Oops, hey, Paul. Uh, welcome hey. to Block Time. This okay. is this is Michael Tidwell. And this is Michael B. Casey. <laughs> so, Call, caller number one. <laughs> so um, I, I know we were getting close to wrapping up, but, <laughs> yeah. but he was basically, you know, he... he uh, he was talking about, you know, uh, advertising, uh, you know, for your competing solution. I, I just feel like not enough people know about drive stock. chains as well as getting right. At. But I mean, I think I think that's I, not. You know, I don't think I don't think it's I don't think anyone knows about Civic either. I think the whole thing yeah. is just to be, you know, like people do. The only people like us are sensitive to like what's published in CoinDesk or whatever, and a lot of that stuff is just you pay for it. And I think you know. Those are like the really low-hanging fruit. You can get that attention from those types of people, the type of people who do this stuff all the time. So I do have a question for you, Paul. So you, the currency news uh, theme. So I think really I'll get all those people. I just can't. Yeah. So your, your drive chain yeah. solution, I know because so we, we've discussed your drive chain solution isn't necessarily dependent upon SegWit. Uh, you would use it for script versioning. But uh, is is there any possibility of an implementation of drive chains on Bitcoin Cash if it were to blow up or whatever? Or uh, are you against that? Are you against that personally, or what, what do you think for drive the possibility? Anyone who wants to work on it and use it on their thing, I'm totally for that. Okay, so you're kind of fork agnostic as far as that goes. For I drive mean, chains. I mean, speaking of which. I is is there is there a test blockchain or test net that is currently doing uh, drive chains? I forgot if we've already talked about this. I didn't understand your. What did you say? Is there currently a test net or other blockchain using the idea of uh, drive chains? Oh. I forgot if we've already discussed uh, no, this. No, but we're. Uh, no, but we are. Uh, we're doing that though. We're gonna have. Uh, awesome. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see that up and running. But yeah, I think right now, right now there's not. So. Cool. So we're gonna wrap it up. All right, Paul, we're gonna wrap up this uh, this block because I think the nonce was just found. Yeah, and our blocks are slow due to difficulty recalculations. Paul, you wanna add in a little catchphrase? That's what I. I, I was the difficulty at the time. I guess no. That's nothing. All right. <laughs> Thanks for propagating the, the, the with block, us. The block subsidy has happened. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks for propagating, everybody. Bye. Bye.